Welcome to Episode 7 of Call Third Strike, a podcast about baseball and softball on FayObserver.com. I'm Sonny Jones. Hope you'll tune in each week as we talk about the woodpeckers, swamp dogs, region colleges, high school, major leagues, and minor leagues, and spread the word. Podcast also is available on iTunes or your favorite podcast service on Android. Let's step up the plate, take our swings, or a call third strike. Happy anniversary, babe! It was 105 years ago today, March 7th, 1914, when some guy named George Herman Ruth hit his first home run as a professional baseball player in Fayetteville, North Carolina. It came in a Baltimore Orioles inter-squad exhibition game at the old Cape Fear Fairgrounds off Gillespie Street. Of course, the field is long gone. A North Carolina Department of Transportation facility is there now. A state historical marker stands at the intersection of Gillespie Street and Southern Avenue to commemorate the event. The circuit clout came in Ruth's second at-bat, a reported 350- to 400-foot blast, as the Bambinos spent about a month in Fayetteville in 1914 as part of spring training. And just in case you're wondering, Babe Ruth and the Baseball Hall of Fame acknowledge that Fayetteville is the place for Ruth's first professional homer. Ruth picked up the nickname Babe during his stay in Fayetteville, it's reported. One would guess it had something to do with Ruth, only 19 at the time, being a babe playing baseball among men. Not really sure of the story. Ruth ended up playing five games with the Boston Red Sox in 1914. He spent parts of six seasons with Boston, playing in the field and pitching, before being traded to the New York Yankees. Of course, The rest is history. Maybe you've heard of Babe Ruth, huh? In 22 years and 2,503 regular season games in the majors, Ruth had 714 home runs and 2,214 runs batted in. And just think, it all started in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Who'd have thunk it? If you want to see some photos, go to FayObserver.com, search for Babe Ruth. A gallery has been posted. There's a picture of the crowd at the Cape Fear Fairgrounds that day, 105 years ago. Of course, no one knew at the time they were seeing a baseball legend-to-be. Now, that's part of the fun of following young players or minor league teams, such as the Fayetteville Woodpeckers. Will the next Babe Ruth actually play in Fayetteville? Perhaps for the Woodpeckers or an opponent? Hmm? You never know. Future Hall of Famer Chipper Jones played for the Macon Braves against the Fayetteville Generals at J.P. Riddle Stadium in 1991. Jones was a first-round draft choice, but who who knew what was to become of that? Ned Yost, who managed the Kansas City Royals to a World Series title in 2015, was the manager of the old Sumter Braves in the late 1980s, and they came to J.P. Riddle Stadium. Future Major League Baseball All-Stars such as Travis Fryman, Cliff Lee, and Brandon Phillips spent time playing Class A ball right here in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And two current Major League managers, Gabe Kapler with the Phillies, Tori Lovallo with the Diamondbacks, played with the Generals. In fact, Kapler had one of the best seasons ever for any Fayetteville minor leaguer in 1996. Now, he's managing the $330 million man, Bryce Harper. It's less than a month until the Woodpeckers open their season and about six weeks until the home opener at downtown's Segra Stadium. The opener is set April 4th in Woodbridge, Virginia against the Potomac Nationals. 
Fayetteville opens with a two-week road trip. The home opener is set April 18th against the Carolina Mudcats. The Woodpeckers have scheduled an open house April 13th. It will be your chance to get a close-up look at the new stadium only five days before the first game. Season tickets and multi-game ticket packages have been on sale for some time now. Single-game tickets should go on sale next week. In other Woodpeckers news, Matt Sabatos has been hired as the broadcaster for all 140 Woodpeckers games. He spent last season in Allentown, Pennsylvania as a studio host and broadcast intern for the AAA Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. If Matt's name sounds familiar, you may recognize him from his time at UNC Pembroke, where he was an assistant director of athletic communications for a year and handled play-by-play coverage of Braves teams. Now, there's no over-the-air radio station that will carry Woodpeckers games this season. The broadcast will be available online through TuneIn and MILB.TV. Well, let's check Region College Baseball, shall we? Congratulations to UNC Pembroke coach Paul O'Neill, who won his 600th game with the Braves on Sunday, March 3rd, with a 9-3 decision against Young Harris at Sammy Cox Field. The milestone came in the Braves' 17th game this season, so it took O'Neill a bit longer than expected. Following an 8-7 loss at Queens on Wednesday, March 6th, UNCP is 8-10 overall and have won only twice in their last 11 games. UNCP is 2-7 in the Peach Belt Conference with a three-game series at home this weekend against Columbus State. Braves fighting it a bit right now. Hope to turn it around this weekend. Methodist began defense of its USA South regular season championship with a three-game sweep of Avert last weekend. Parnell Sweat High graduate Matthias Carter drove in the winning run with a one-out single up the middle in the bottom of the 10th and a 4-3 victory in the series finale. Methodist rolling right along with an 11-2 overall record and a very experienced team. Plays at conference foe Berea and Kentucky this weekend. St. Andrews continues to play well with a 14-5 overall record. Remember the Knights were 21-30 last season. However, St. Andrews was swept in a three-game series against NAIA nationally ranked Bryan last weekend in the first Appalachian Athletic Conference series of the season. The Knights are home against Bluefield this weekend. In Bowie's Creek, Campbell is 8-4, having swept three games against Fairfield last weekend and losing at Old Dominion during the week. The Camels have a weekend series at William & Mary this weekend, then host North Carolina Central on Wednesday, March 13th, before opening Big South Conference play with a showdown series at High Point on March 15th through the 17th. Campbell, the defending league and tournament champion, and High Point were picked as the top two teams in the Big South this season. Should be a great series, but first things first for Campbell over the next week, four non-conference games, but that Big South showdown awaits. Fayetteville Tech lost its first two games in school history last weekend. The Trojans fell at Paul D. Camp Community College on Sunday, March 3rd by scores of 7-4 and 18-1. Kind of got away from them there in the second game. Johnny Lowry was 3-for-7 at the plate for FTCC. The Trojans will host Patrick Henry Community College in a doubleheader Saturday, a single game Sunday at J.P. Riddle Stadium. 
In softball, Fayetteville Tech is 0-3 in Region 10 play, 2-9 overall. The Trojans' victories came in mid-February against the Methodist University Junior Varsity squad. FTCC will play at Patrick Henry Community College this weekend with doubleheaders scheduled Saturday and Sunday. Well, okay, the practice season is over. At least that's what the Campbell softball team must be thinking. The Camels are 6-14 and 14 following a split of a doubleheader on Wednesday, March 6th at East Carolina. Gennady Tipler drove in three runs and Megan Mazingo and Abby Perryman two each in Campbell's 10-2 win against the Pirates. Campbell has a three-game series at home against Winthrop this weekend to open Big South Conference play. Methodist had a four-game win streak snap last weekend, but the Monarchs are playing better. Methodist lost its first seven games before beating Ferrum, then sweeping a doubleheader against Piedmont International and topping Brevard. However, Brevard won the second game of the doubleheader. Methodist since lost a twin bill at Piedmont to stand at 4-10. and Methodist is home Sunday against FDU Florham in a non-conference tilt. Fayetteville State remains winless after 10 games. The Broncos are off this weekend before hosting USC Aiken on Monday. The Broncos open CIAA play on Friday, March 15th with a CIAA roundup at Elizabeth City. What does that mean? Six games in three days. St. Andrews softball, 6-14 overall, 0-4 in AAC play going into this weekend's doubleheaders against nationally ranked Truett McConnell and non-league foe Barton. The Knights were swept by Point and Tennessee Wesleyan in the past week. Hey, guess what? There have been a few high school baseball and softball games played. Can you believe it? Everyone dodging the rain, although the fields are still drying out for the most part. And baseball, Friday, March 8th, has Terry Safford at Grays Creek and an early season Patriot Conference showdown. Both teams are 2-0 through Wednesday's games. Pinecrest, Jack Britt, Lumberton, and Richmond each won Sandhills baseball openers this week. And softball, Overhill, Southview, and Cape Fear are unbeaten in the Patriot Conference. Hoke County, Richmond, and defending 4A champ Jack Britt are unbeaten in the Sandhills. That's it for Episode 7 of Call Third Strike. Hope you'll tune in next week and spread the word about this weekly podcast on FayObserver.com. We'd love to have a bunch of listeners. We post the show each Thursday. For comments, you can email me, Sonny Jones, at sjones at FayObserver.com or find me on Twitter at F-O, Sonny Jones. Would love to hear from you. Talk to you next week. And remember, take your swings and not a called third strike.